Well, as we kick off the series Live Free today, I want to talk to you about breaking free, breaking free. The old saying is very true. Looks can be deceiving. People can look free and not be free. People can look free and not live free. And the next three weeks, what I want to talk about are three things, three areas that are not normally on our radar screen, and yet they keep us from living a life of freedom. And these, these three areas, they, they, they normally go undetected. That they're not obvious, and so people don't even recognize and realize that that these three areas that we're going to address the next few weeks are are hindering them and keeping them from freedom in Christ. You see, these areas are not obvious, like having a drug addiction or an alcohol addiction or a pornography addiction or a gambling addiction. No, no, no. These three things are elusive, and many people don't recognize how they're robbing them of freedom. And the first one that I want us to address today is the issue of comparing, comparing. Everybody shout, comparing. comparing. Yeah, yeah, I want, I want to talk to you about that today because most of us in this place, Midwest City, joining us online around the world, most of us determine how well we're doing, doing in life by comparing ourselves to other people. We can get trapped by the comparison, comparison game. We're always looking to our right and to our left to see if we measure up to see how we're doing. I remember this started in my life. I remember in junior high. And I remember in junior high dealing with what I call the comparison game. And in junior high, I remember my mom. I, I miss my mama. She passed away about two and a half years ago. I miss my mama, Sandy. And one of the things my mom would do is my mama loved on Saturdays to go garage sale shopping. <laughs> Come on, where my garage sale people at? Come on, come Yeah, my mama loved going garage sale shopping, and she would go Saturday morning, get up, go, go hit the garage sales in junior high. It frustrated me because my mama would come back home from a garage sale, and she'd have me some new clothes. Now, them are not new clothes, mama. Them are old clothes. Them are somebody else's clothes. No, boy, them new. These are your clothes. And I didn't want to wear them garage sale clothes in a garage sale shoes because my friends weren't wearing them. And I was checking out what my friends had. I was looking at what they were wearing and their name brands and what I was wearing from the garage sale, and it, it bothered me. I was playing the comparison game. I was looking to my left and to my right to find out who I was. And now that I'm an adult, come on, I respect my mama now. Amen. Get to that garage sale, girl. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I remember in high school dealing with the comparison game. When I turned 16, I got a, an old not, Nissan Datsun pickup, and it was an older version, 70s, 80s, and we got a paint job on it, and I got some speakers in the back, some woofers, and rolled them up in my old car to the school, and, and I'll never forget my senior year. Senior year in high school, my dad bought me a brand new Mazda MX-3 car. 
it was teal green. Did I say brand new? Brand. Brand new. I rolled up till we woke a high school. Senior high school looking, huh? Because you know what I'm thinking? I'm bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what you driving? What you driving? Yeah, you see my, you see my car? You see my car? What you driving? What year is it? Yeah, mine's new. And I was playing the comparison game. I felt so good about myself because I was comparing what I had to what they had. I was playing the comparison game. And we wish that the comparison game ended in high school. But it doesn't. Not only can junior high students and high school students struggle with this and college students, but, but listen, us adults, we play the comparison game as well. And we look to the left and we look to the right and we determine how, we're, how we are doing based on how, what, what other people have by comparing what we have to what they have. Andy Stanley, one of my favorite preachers to listen to, says, we all want a bigger er." Added to all the adjectives that describe us. We want a bigger er. We want to be skinnier, smarter, richer, taller, prettier, happier, better than everybody else. We, we, many people go through life and they say, What I want is I want more er. Than you, because if I have more er than you, I feel better about me. And if you have more er than me, I have a tendency to feel worse about me. Listen, I don't mind if you have a good family, as long as mine is better. I don't mind if you look nice, as long as I look nicer. I don't mind if you have money and possessions as long as I'm richer. I, 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 listen, listen, listen. I know I can be mean, but look at you. You're meaner. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing the comparison game. I might be ugly, but you're uglier. Yeah, my brother, I might be short, but you're shorter. I, I know I'm broke, but my sister, you're broker. You're broker, huh? Yeah, I, I know. I know. I got a small apartment. It's only one bedroom, but listen, yours is smaller. I drive a hoopty, but you drive a hooptier, <laughs> huh? Comparison, and we compare with the er, and then we start feeling superior. Er, comparison. And some people get so trapped, and, and even people in this room joining us online, Midwest City, get so trapped in the comparison game, we're not even happy with er. There are some people that don't want er, they want ist. They want ist. They want to be the richest. They, 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 they want to be the smartest, the happiest, the healthiest, the prettiest, the bestest is. That's not a word, but stick with me today. Come on. Yeah. They want to be in a category all by themselves so that when they compare themselves to other people and other people compare themselves to them, they feel special. They feel important. And this is such a big problem that humanity has faced for thousands of years that it even shows up in God's top ten. Yes, this issue shows up in the Ten Commandments. Exodus chapter 20, verse 17, God says, you must not 
covet. Covet, you, you're coveting, you want what your neighbor has, you're comparing what you have to what they have, and now you look at your stuff, you're not happy with your stuff, and you want their stuff. You must not covet your neighbor's house. Friends, possessions is one of the biggest areas where we compare and covet. Says your neighbor's house, you must not covet your neighbor's wife, male or female servant, their ox or donkey, their, their stuff, their money, their possessions, or anything else that belongs, that belongs to, your, to your neighbor. Jesus says, God's word says this, don't covet, don't compare what you have to what they have, don't covet. And you say, Pastor, why should we not covet? Why should we not compare our stuff to other people's stuff? Why should we compare ourselves to other people? Why, why? Here's why. Because there's no win in comparison. There's no win in comparison. It simply leads you to a life of bondage, and you're not going to live free if you live a life of comparison. Today, what I want to do is I want to give you four keys to breaking free from comparison. I realize it's gripped many of our hearts. It's gripped many of our lives. It's controlling us. It's robbing us from freedom in Christ. Four keys to breaking free from comparison. I want us to study today Luke chapter 12, verse 13 through 21, and we're going to learn from this portion of Scripture how to break free. The first thought I want to share with you from this portion of Scripture is watch out for a comparing heart. Watch out for a comparing heart. Luke chapter 12 and verse 13, let's look at this story together. It says, someone in the crowd said to him, said to Jesus, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. And here this, this, this man is, this, this man is looking at what his brother has, and now he wants what his brother has. He's coveting what his brother has. He has developed a comparing heart, and he's saying to himself, why don't I have what he has? Why don't I want what he has? In verse 14, Jesus replied, man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, watch out. Come on, everybody, both locations, all joining us online, everybody shout, watch out. Yeah, that's going to be a key theme today. Watch out. Be on guard against all kinds of greed. Did you realize there's all kinds of greed? There's all kinds, comparing, all kinds. Watch out for the comparison trap. Watch out for all kinds of greed. Watch out for coveting your neighbor's possessions. Watch out. Be on guard against greed because if you're not careful, comparing will sneak up on you and begin to control your life and stop you from living free. And friends, when we develop a comparing heart, it will lead us to discouragement. It will lead us to discontentment. It will lead us to jealousy. It will lead us to to anger. If you look at the brother in this story, he was dealing with some of those issues. He was dealing with some of those emotions in his own heart because he was comparing, and now it has him discontent and, and frustrated, discouraged. And as you study the scriptures, and you look all throughout the Bible, I could just pull numerous examples, but I just want to show two to you today. 
And I want you to see how negative emotions and feelings follow the compare game when you have a comparing heart. 1 Samuel chapter 18 and verse 8 says this. This made Saul very angry. Notice that he was very angry. And if you don't know the, the story here, this is talking about when David killed Goliath. And they were, they were celebrating David. And King Saul began to compare himself to David. And he says this. What's this? He said. They credit David with ten thousands and me with only thousands? He says, what's going on? I mean, they're saying David is slaying his tens of thousands and me just thousands. I mean, they're making David out to be better than me. And he's comparing himself to David. And scripture goes on to say, next, they'll be making him their king. So from that time on, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. Because, my friends, a comparing heart leads to jealousy, it leads to anger, it leads to discouragement, it leads to discontentment. I want to show you here that even Jesus' disciples dealt with having a comparing heart. And it says in Luke 9 and verse 46, then his disciples began arguing. Notice that. They began arguing. What were they arguing about? Which of them was the greatest? Jesus' disciples were arguing who was the greatest. I mean, listen, I don't want to just be great. I want to be est. I'm not trying to be greater. I want to be greatest. And they're looking. They're trying to get more er. They want some est, and they're comparing their gifts, their talents, and their stuff. Who's the, who's got the, who's the best? They're, they're, here they are playing the comparison game, and they're arguing. Friends, there's no win in comparison. It will simply just stop you from living a life freedom. Number two, number two, number two, how do we break free? What's a key to breaking free from comparison? Number two is this, watch out for a wrong focused heart, a wrong focused heart. And in response to the man wanting, wanting what his brother had, Jesus went on to say this in Luke chapter 12 and verse 15. Then he said to them, watch out, be on guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. Jesus says to this man, you're focused on the wrong things. And friends, it's so easy in our society, in our materialistic culture, to get our hearts focused on the wrong things. It's so easy to make the focus of our life and our heart all about acquiring more er, acquiring more possessions. We play the compare game and we just have a heart that says, I just want more er. I have to get more er. I look at you and if I have more er, I just feel more important. I, my, the focus of my heart is I need bigger, I need better, I need fancier, I need nicer than you. And if I'm honest, I really want to get not just more er, I want est. I want to have the biggest and the cleanest and the nicest. And it begins to, begins to drive your life. I just got to have er. I'm looking at what you got. I need er. I'm looking at what my coworkers have. I need er. I'm looking at what my neighbors have. I need er. I'm looking at what my family members have. I need er. And I start to neglect my spouse for more er. I don't spend the time with my kids that I should because of err. I don't invest in my friendships that make me more godly and like Jesus because I want more err. 
I begin to compromise my values and my morals because I look to the left and right and my heart says, I got to have more, more earn. I even diss my own God for earn. I can't do church, God. I don't have time to pray. I don't have time for God. I, right, I got to get right, I, later, God. Uh, later. Because I got to get me some earth first, God. And Jesus says, Jesus says, Jesus says, hold up. Wait a minute. Hold up, sir. Hold up now. Wait a minute. And Jesus says, life isn't about what you possess. It's about what possesses you. Life isn't about what you have, but who you have. Life isn't about what you own, but who owns you. And when the focus of our hearts is all about attaining more err, it creates all kinds of problems in our life. And the scripture highlights a lot of issues that happen when people make the focus of their heart more err. And yet Jesus, he, he highlights one of the biggest problems that occurs in this text, and that's the problem of worry. You have a comparing heart, you're going to have a worrying, a worrying heart. And I want you to see what Jesus goes on to say in the same context. He tells the story, talking to this man, answering his question, and the very next thing Jesus says in Luke 12 and verse 22, then he said to his disciples, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. He says, don't make this the focus of your entire life. Don't make this the focus of your heart. And yet, you know what happens? Many people do worry. Because when you play the compare game, you end up worrying because you're comparing what you have to what other people have, and that will cause worry in your life because you begin to charge more and more on your credit card that you can't pay off because you're comparing. Now you're worried. You buy a car or a house that you can't afford the payments on, and now, now you're, you're worried because you're trying to compete because you're looking at what everybody else has. You spend more than you make every month because you're, er, I got to have more, er, and, and, and now your, 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 your expenses are outpacing your income. And now, and now you're really, you're worried. Because I'm trying to keep up. I'm trying to, I'm trying to feel important. I'm, I'm comparing what I got to what you've got, and I need more. And it becomes the focus of your life. And you start to worry. And Jesus goes on to say in the next verse, verse 23, he says, For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't make that the focus of your life. He goes on to say just a few verses later, picking up in verse 29. He says, And do not set your heart. Don't have the wrong focus in life. Don't set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Don't worry about it. Don't make that the focus of your heart, the focus of your life. Verse 30 goes on to say, for the pagan world runs after all such things. He says, those who don't know Jesus, this is how they live their life. I got to have more earth. I need more than you. I'm going to set my heart to chase after more things. And Jesus says, and your father knows that you need them. Verse 31, but seek his kingdom. Many translations say this, but seek first the kingdom of God. And Jesus said, and these things will be given to you as well. 
Jesus says, let the focus of your life be, be pursuing God. Let the focus of your heart be about the kingdom of God, not your kingdom, but his kingdom. And Jesus said, if the focus of your heart, if the focus of your life is God's kingdom, God will take care of your kingdom. God knows what you need. He knows what you need. But he says, listen, you got to have the right focus. And that is, I got to seek God first. I need to chase after God. I need my affections to be after God. I need to pursue God. And when you get a wrong focused heart, it leads to worry. It leads to problems. Friends, there's no win in comparison. There's a third thing that I want you to see. So many of us are gripped by comparison. A third key to breaking free. Number three, watch out for an unthankful heart. An unthankful heart. Notice back in the text in the story, it says in Luke 12 and verse 16, and when he told them this parable, he said, the ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. And remember this. Remember Jesus is telling this story in response to a man who is comparing himself to his brother. He's giving us this story in response to a man who wants what his brother has. He wants more stuff, more earth. And so Jesus tells this story. And Jesus oftentimes would tell a parable to drive home a spiritual point. And so Jesus says, let me drive home a point here. There was a man who was rich. He had barns full of crops and food. He had plenty. He had more than enough. And, and, and then he had, there were more crops and he couldn't even fit them in his barn. And he got so focused on what he didn't have yet, what wasn't in his barn, that he wasn't even thinking about, man, I got already plenty in my barn. He says, no, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tear down my barns and build bigger ones. I need some more earth. And Jesus is driving home a point to this man who asked him, I want what my brother has. And Jesus is saying, listen, you're so focused on what your brother has. You're so focused on tearing down your barns and building bigger ones that you've lost sight of what I've already blessed you with. You're not even thankful for what you already have. See, Jesus is driving home a point to this man. You already have plenty. You have you have enough, and yet you're unthankful about what you have because you're so focused on error. Can I tell you, friends, when we play the comparison game, it makes us unthankful about what God has already blessed us with. The scripture says it like this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. People's church, we all need to constantly practice these three words. Every day, all throughout the day, we need to practice these three words. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, church, say it with me. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, say it again. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a job and God's blessed me. Oh, you got a better job? You make more money than me? That's okay. Thank you, Jesus. For what I got, 
Yeah, yeah, I, I got clothes. Oh, you got clothes? Oh, yeah, you got, your clothes are more extensive. That's all right. Thank you, Jesus, for what I got. I, I know I want a new pair of shoes, but I got 10. Thank you, Jesus. I know last night I didn't eat filet mignon, but I had some chicken fried. Praise. It was good. Thank you, Jesus. I got a car this morning. True story. My car would not start this morning. Try to start it. Thing was dead. The devil didn't want me to preach this message today, huh? <laughs> got to get that car jump started. I had to take my wife's car to church this morning. Thank you, Jesus. My wife got a car too. Praise the. Thank you, Jesus. I know I got one not working, but thank you, Jesus. Can I tell you, when you have a comparing heart, you forget to say thank you, Jesus. You develop an ungrateful heart, and God, sir, has been good to you. God, ma'am, God, God has been good to you. Listen, you're breathing today. There's breath, there's oxygen coming in your body. Come on today. There's blood running warm through your veins. Come on today. You're, you're, you're alive today. Come on, you got a place to work. Come on, you got a roof over your head. Come on, you, you, you got something to eat. It might not be what you wanted to eat, but you had some ramen noodles, and your belly's full. You had some cereal this morning. You had a pancake to eat. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And when we have a comparing heart, we have an unthankful heart. And we must practice. Thank you, Jesus. Number four is this. How do we break free from comparison. Watch out for a stingy heart. A stingy heart. Notice what Jesus goes on to say in the story. Luke chapter 12 and verse 20. This is the parable of this man who tore down his barns and built bigger ones. He says, but God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? Notice the key word. What you have prepared for yourself. You're just thinking about you. That's what happens when you're all about er. Just you. I got to have more er. I need ist. Verse 21, this is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich toward God. And when you and I begin to live life and the focus is all about acquiring and accumulating more er, we're living a very self-centered very selfish, a very stingy life because it becomes all about us. Can I tell you today, there are some of you today that are bound and you came to church today and singing songs and you didn't even realize it. I mean, you knew there was an issue, you knew something was driving you, but you never really honed in on your plan, the comparison game. And you're not free in Christ, you got your hands lifted with chains. And you're being controlled and you're making decisions about her and playing the compare game. And you're buying stuff you would never buy if you weren't looking to the left and the right. And you're making decisions you would never make if you weren't looking to the left and to the right. And you find yourself chained. And one of the major keys to breaking free from comparing is stop living a life 
that's all about what you can get and begin to live your life about what you can give. Don't live your life and make it all about what you can get. Live your life about what you can give. Can I tell you, please hear me today, it will change your life if you will wake up tomorrow and approach life on not what you can get, but what you can give. Go to work tomorrow, go to school tomorrow, and I want you to think tomorrow, how can I bless somebody? How, not, not what you can get, what can I give? Not, not comparing what you have to everybody else and need more herb, but how can, I be a how can I be a blessing and give? Come on, when you go out to eat with somebody today, after church, when you go out to eat with someone this week, don't show up at the restaurant manipulating, playing games, so you can get them to pay for your meal. I don't know what I did with my wallet. I don't know what my purse is. I don't know where it is. I just got left it in the car. I don't know. But, but show up with a different outlook. Not what I can get, but what I can give. I'm going to bless you. I, I'm a giver. I'm going to bless you. I'm not comparing. I'm not competing. I want to bless you. It'll change the way you live your life. Not, not just giving in church. I mean, thank the Lord. I mean, we need to be tithers. We need to give offerings. But I'm talking about living a life of giving. The saying, God, I want to be rich towards you. I want to bless others. I'm not in a race. I'm not competing. I'm not comparing. I realize it's more blessed to give than to receive. I'm not making life all about me and my barns and bigger barns. I want to be a blessing. I hear the chains falling.